Our fourth learning objective is learning objective five in the textbook. We're not covering in this course learning objective four in the textbook. And our learning objective here asks us to apply the appropriate criteria to evaluate alternate tax systems. The Internal Revenue Code of 1986 is long overdue for a major overhaul. And 2013 is going to see the emergence of the outline of a comprehensive change. As you hear the details of any major proposal, be sure and measure them against the criterion listed below. I think you're going to be able then to make a much more informed judgment whether these proposals are right for you and right for our country. The first element is sufficiency. Sufficiency involves assessing the aggregate size of the tax revenues that must be generated and ensuring that the tax system provides these revenues. There are two ways of forecasting revenue. The first is the static forecasting method, which ignores how taxpayers may alter their activities in response to a proposed tax law change and bases projected revenues on the existing state of transactions. The other is dynamic forecasting, which is attempting to account for possible taxpayer responses to a proposed tax law change. These areas of forecasting are very controversial. Some people feel dynamic forecasting more accurately predicts revenues, or others feel it's very unpredictable. I'll let you decide this as you go through this course. Equity. Equity considers how a tax burden is distributed among taxpayers. Generally, a tax system is going to be considered fair or equitable if a tax is based on the ability of the taxpayer to pay. That is, taxpayers with a greater ability to pay, pay more tax. And there are two types of equity. Horizontal equity means that two taxpayers in similar situations pay the same tax. Vertical equity means taxpayers with greater ability to pay pay more tax relative to taxpayers with a lesser ability to pay. Certainty. Certainty means taxpayers should be able to determine when, where, and how much tax to pay. Convenience. Convenience means a tax system should be designed to facilitate collection of tax revenues without undue hardship on both the taxpayer and the government. An economy. Economy means a tax system minimizes its compliance and administration costs. Let's tie together these concepts with problems 57 and 58 in your textbook. And they're asking for the evaluation of tax structures. In 58, they're showing a distribution of a tax burden under which taxpayers with identical income pay the same amount of tax. Would that be horizontal or vertical equity? Well, here, that's clearly horizontal equity. But note, we lack the information in this problem to determine whether the plan is vertically equitable, as we do not know how those with incomes higher than Rodney or Keisha are taxed. Question 57 is showing taxpayers with rising incomes paying more in taxes than those with smaller incomes. So we know there's vertical equity. But here, we lack the information to comment on horizontal equity since we don't know the tax burden of those with identical incomes. This concludes our final learning objective for Chapter 1.
Our fourth learning objective is learning objective five in the textbook. We're not covering in this course learning objective four in the textbook. And our learning objective here asks us to apply the appropriate criteria to evaluate alternate tax systems. The Internal Revenue Code of 1986 is long overdue for a major overhaul. And 2013 is going to see the emergence of the outline of a comprehensive change. As you hear the details of any major proposal, be sure and measure them against the criterion listed below. I think you're going to be able then to make a much more informed judgment whether these proposals are right for you and right for our country. The first element is sufficiency. Sufficiency involves assessing the aggregate size of the tax revenues that must be generated and ensuring that the tax system provides these revenues. There are two ways of forecasting revenue. The first is the static forecasting method, which ignores how taxpayers may alter their activities in response to a proposed tax law change and bases projected revenues on the existing state of transactions. The other is dynamic forecasting, which is attempting to account for possible taxpayer responses to a proposed tax law change. These areas of forecasting are very controversial. Some people feel dynamic forecasting more accurately predicts revenues, where others feel it's very unpredictable. I'll let you decide this as you go through this course. Equity. Equity considers how a tax burden is distributed among taxpayers. Generally, a tax system is going to be considered fair or equitable if a tax is based on the ability of the taxpayer to pay. That is, taxpayers with a greater ability to pay, pay more tax. And there are two types of equity. Horizontal equity means that two taxpayers in similar situations pay the same tax. Vertical equity means taxpayers with greater ability to pay pay more tax relative to taxpayers with a lesser ability to pay. Certainty. Certainty means taxpayers should be able to determine when, where, and how much tax to pay. Convenience. Convenience means a tax system should be designed to facilitate collection of tax revenues without undue hardship on both the taxpayer and the government. An economy. Economy means a tax system minimizes its compliance and administration costs. Let's tie together these concepts with problems 57 and 58 in your textbook. And they're asking for the evaluation of tax structures. In 58, they're showing a distribution of a tax burden under which taxpayers with identical income pay the same amount of tax. Would that be horizontal or vertical equity? Well, here, that's clearly horizontal equity. But note, we lack the information in this problem to determine whether the plan is vertically equitable, as we do not know how those with incomes higher than Rodney or Keisha are taxed. Question 57 is showing taxpayers with rising incomes paying more in taxes than those with smaller incomes. So we know there's vertical equity. But here, we lack the information to comment on horizontal equity since we don't know the tax burden of those with identical incomes. This concludes our final learning objective for Chapter 1.